Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. We really appreciate it. Go ahead and hit that share button. Subscribe if you haven't already done that. We're back, baby. It's been been a little while. Been a tick, man. It's been a tick, yeah. Um, we earn it though. It's the off season. It is like it, and not only that, but there's even a little bit of a lag right after the season's over because there's recap stuff. But then it really dies off after that. Like the transfer portal stuff, for the most part, kind of calms down before spring ball hits, and yep. that's that's we took some time off. That's right. And in the meantime, our uh, Basketball teams both did and didn't do things, which we will get into. We're actually going to very briefly turn this into a, a basketball podcast and then go right back into Have football. we even talked about basketball up to this point? I don't believe we have done anything more than a, a brief mention of the sport. I don't think we've even mentioned Illinois basketball, Iowa basketball, you name it. Big no. Ten basketball in general. No, I don't think so, hmm. but we'll we'll get into that. But we got a couple topics to hit first topical things i believe sure yeah. you're gonna this is you right this well is your... okay sure let's launch into it okay. so i i had a topical conversation with a buddy of mine the other day because we know we love our food topics here right okay so we're getting into food and it's it's along the lines of is a hot dog a sandwich which is kind of an old thing like I, i'm sick of hearing about it right yeah to me it's a it's a piece of meat that's between you know bread I don't give a crap that it's round. It's a sandwich, right? Okay. right? So he's sitting there eating Cheetos, and he says to me, is Cheeto a chip? Is this a chip that I'm eating? <laughs> so that's, the to- that's the topic. That's the topic. <laughs> okay. And so I said, it's, you know, I mean, honestly, it's kind of along the same lines as what you Right. Did. So yeah. I said, of course it's a chip. Why wouldn't it be a chip? He's like, eh, I don't know. Like, I think a potatoes is a chip. And I said, but it's made of corn. Corn chips are chips. Yeah. He's like, yeah. That's I a good know. point. The corn chip. Which I hate, by the way. I hate corn chips. Just um, all corn chips? I don't think I've ever had one that I like. Fritos is a corn chip, right? Yeah, but it's the same. Fritos smells like vomit to me. Like any and people's breath after eating Fritos about the same. No good. I had a Frito recently because I was like, man, I haven't had a Frito in I don't know, probably decades. I'm like, I remember th- thinking these were good. I tried one. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean, no. it's I can't like. There's so many chip go tos. I can't believe anybody would work through those. And actively choose a corn chip, but I know. think it's like your grandfather's tortilla is what it is, really. <laughs> and I would think the people that enjoy corn chips are probably starting to die out. <laughs> I don't know. There could be rough times ahead for corn well, chips. Well, it people. was weird because I I couldn't believe that I was actually seeing them. Yeah, I, I don't know the last time I had seen a Frito. Yeah, um, but back to the Cheeto thing because I don't think we've talked through that yet. No. Yeah, I mean it's not a cracker, so I no, it's a chip. I mean, what what the heck else? Okay, so would it be unless it's you want to differentiate yourself by making your own, you know. I mean, it's in the chip aisle, so we got to give them that. But you know what else is in the chip aisle? It's not a chip. Pretzels. Definitely not a chip. No. And isn't it? It's a corn pretzel is all it is with cheese sprinkled on it. Pretzels are their, it's their own thing. But pretzels. I mean, it's that's, I feel like the Cheeto after really think about is a hybrid. It's kind of a hybrid. It is. It's like a hybrid pretzel chip. Yeah. And maybe maybe the uniqueness has been what's helped Cheetos power through, you know, for the past 30 years. Do you like Cheetos? 
I do like Cheetos. That, do you like the flaming Cheetos? I, Those I are amazing. <laughs> but I just, I can't get them anymore because I no. feel like I'm an adult. And, and like, I feel like the advertising of Cheetos, they've done what they had to do, which is they've leaned into the fact that your face and your fingers get right. filled with Cheetos dust when you eat it. I can't do that. I can't be, when am I going to eat Cheetos during the day? I mean, no, not you know, like the day. you're not going to be around adults and, and have well, a Cheeto the other thing is you. if you, let's <laughs> and, say then, you have, and then the, the red hot is even more prominent, right? It's, so. it's more prominent, but it's also more addictive because you got the heat there. So like, let's say, all right, you're all by yourself. You're it's late at night. You're watching a, a football game. I'm going to eat the whole bag. It's just absolutely. so freaking good. It's gone. And yeah. then you feel like total garbage for doing that. Abs- oh, absolutely. It's both a, I mean, there's probably, I know there's a ton of sodium, my guess is there's yes. a lot of sugar in there too. I haven't really probably looked up the ingredients, and then of course a bunch of ingredients that you can't name, which is typically not good. There's like a direct relationship between how much sodium is in something and how much of it you can eat. Definitely, isn't there? Just talked about this with one of my brothers, where you know at some point in my life I read an article about how sodium intake is awful uh, for men that are approaching our our age group. So I you know I tried to start cutting sodium out. And if I have a fast food meal, you know, Burger King, dude, the sodium shock just destroys me. I just, I can't do it anymore. Okay. It's a shock, but it it never fills me up. I never get full. No, it's if not I good. have like McDonald's, I eat the whole thing. And I'm like, I could have another of what I just ordered. Yet you feel like crap. Yeah. You still feel like crap yeah, somehow. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't eat a lot of fast food. That's for sure. No, I don't either. Although um, a lot more in the last year with the, the pandy. Yeah. I would, I would say it's about the same. Uh, Along the, the lines, I can kind of combine what we just talked about with fast food along with chips is the, the, the chip that I, I do eat, and, and it probably does not view, view my adult level very well, is Doritos. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love them. They're and fantastic. <laughs> we have the – we're going to have some soup after the podcast is over. Um, the, uh, that we have taco, the taco, old fashioned taco flavored Doritos. Those are tremendous. <laughs> Dude, those are so good. And I love that they have the original packaging from back in 1982. You, you can't tell me that doesn't help out with the, the, the it enjoyment makes, of the meal. It makes me want to buy it though. Just, just the packaging Absolutely. makes me want to buy it. Um, super 70 sports, obviously one of the greatest followers Fantastic. in the history of Twitter. If you don't like super 70 sports, I'll go so far as to say, just stop listening to the podcast right now. You're not, you're banned. People. And, uh, he put a tweet out recently that was the original, uh, Doritos bag from like back in the eighties. And he basically, the tweet said, you can't tell me the Doritos that were in this bag back in the eighties aren't better than the ones <laughs> they have now. And I, I totally know what he means. And what I added to it on Twitter was, and it would, and what would be even better is if you washed it down with a Gatorade that came from a glass bottle. Yes, that was, that? A, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the, the Gatorade that came out first in the whatever the hell that was, mid late eighties, that Gatorade was better, was it not? I mean, it, it's that's my memory, but you're also a kid. You, anything with just packed with sugar is gonna taste better back then than it does now. Yeah, you're so I don't know right. if it's just that, but yes. But okay, uh, present uh, formula of either Gatorade or a cola of your choice, whether you're a Pepsi or Coke person. Okay, does it taste better out of a plastic bottle or a glass bottle? No, a glass bottle. I, what, what? I, I don't know if anybody's ever done the study 
on what that is or if it literally just seals in the freshness better. I don't know. I don't get it. It tastes better, though. I mean, you know, uh, uh, plastic is permeable by oxygen, so... I know they, they layer it and tr- do their best to keep the oxygen out, but maybe that's it. Maybe Could it just be. gets that's oxidated. Um, I have one more food thing just because I Go know. for it. it. It's very quick. but So, by the way, I I, I want some Twitter feedback yeah. on this Cheetos thing. Cheetos, chip, no chip. Or just, yeah, or come up with your own label, have fun with it. But, yeah, never thought about that before. Um, the the What I had for lunch today, I, I thought of you. You know, you, okay. you're the type of person that you just <laughs> – your stench sticks around, you know? So you think about it, even when you're not in the room. And as I, I was, must. And as I was putting mayonnaise Ugh. to eat my BLT, yeah. which is one of the greatest sandwiches in the history of mankind, I thought to myself, as I was enjoying this great BLT, I'm like, does Kurt eat BLTs? Without mayo. Oh, God. Just a dry-ass <laughs> BLT. Yeah. There's not even a substitute that you can... Oh, no. man. Like, it... If I eat a bacon sandwich, which I do occasionally because it's just so delicious, it's bacon and bread. That's it. <laughs> that's like, have we talked about this on the pod before? I don't think so. That's like, that's <laughs> like riding. That's a cowboy, you know, getting, getting a <laughs> meal from, you know, from the cook, like, like pole camp. You're making me a sandwich, just a bacon sandwich. Yeah. I don't, I don't need a condiment. Like, I guess most times I have a condiment on a sandwich, like mustard, um, I love that that they have this relish at Mike's. Do you ever go to Jersey Mike's? Yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> Their sandwiches aren't great, but they've got this cherry pepper relish that they okay. put on it. It's just mouthwatering. I go there specifically for that. Because you have found a relish that's not oil and egg-based, <laughs> which is basically what mayo is, and then Correct. you can eat it. <clears throat> Okay, last thing, because obviously we could just make this an entire uh, food podcast. But uh, when I made my BLT at home, I cut it. I cut the sandwich in half. When you make a sandwich at home by yourself, do you cut it in half? No. <laughs> no. Really? No? Don't no. Even, don't spend the time? No. If I, It makes it way more enjoyable to me. I, it's If I'm trying to go real gourmet and like make a grilled sandwich and make it look good and everything, I'll cut it diagonally just to make myself feel a little better. But... That's a rare occasion. Okay. So just a quick lunch meal, no cut. No cut. I would like to hear from people on Twitter with that. Oh, well. interesting. Okay. We got a lot of Twitter feedback. Nothing to do with sports, of course, but we'll we hope to hear. All from right. You. So Cheeto, chip, no chip, sandwich, cut, no cut. There's a lot going on here. All right. Uh, that'll get us through the the food talk. That'll get us, in, get us into housekeeping. Okay, Fox Big Noon Kickoff Show. We love that show. That's our pregame show here on the Eyes on Big. Has hired Bob Stoops to replace the recently departed Urban Meyer. How do you feel about that? It would be hard for me to be any happier about it. Uh, and I've got two. Re- okay, I've got, th- I got three. Number one, he's going to obviously bring a high level of knowledge to that. I mean, that's a... That's a prerequisite for it. So he's going to do great with that. Number two, he's an SEC hater, and I do not think he will hold back at all when it comes down to comparing the Big Ten to other conferences and how it may be perceived to be, you know, a little sketchy in certain things. I think he might lean into that. And then the third thing, of course, he's, he used to be a Hawkeye. So that's always good. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that connection there. So, of course, I loved Urban on that show. I thought he was fantastic. 
and you know, I was sad to see him go. And then I saw Bob Stutz. I'm like, oh, there's no way he's going to be as good as Urban. But then when you think about it, he's a much more charismatic guy than Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer pulled it off and pulled it off really well. So what you're saying is we could potentially have a Diane into Rebecca Cheers situation here on the show. Oh, where, where you thought sure. that's the way. I mean, Diane, you know, was definitely a part. It's a, it's a deep cut, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Diane was definitely a, a big like. It, what's going to happen to the show? And then Rebecca comes in and, dude, the show got better. That's just a fact. It did. I mean, you could also go Curly to Shemp if you wanted. Absolutely. That's a joke, right? <laughs> well, well Curly was, was awful. No, no, Curly was better than Shemp. Okay, all right. Okay. But Curly was first, I guess. So what you're saying is in comparison, it could go downhill. Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> Man, I have not... I have got to watch the Three Stooges with my five-year-old. Okay, well, he would. Oh, he would love it. He would love that. Okay, who was the other one? The other character that only was in a handful of shows. Oh God, I don't know. Joe. Joe. There was Curly Shemp and Joe. No clue. There was a Joe, that, and he he was awful. Okay. Now Shemp, I thought was okay, but Curly was obviously the greatest. Curly was the whole show. Yeah. yeah. My dad is obsessed with Three <laughs> hey, Stooges. Hey man, it's just good fun. I so saw. I watched so much, so much Three Stooges in my life. Not because of me, because of my dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Monday Night Football is coming to the Big Ten. What? That's right. Brett Bielema announces that Illinois will play their spring game on Monday. April 19th at 7 p.m. It's going to be broadcast on Big Ten Network. I love this. Hey, I mean, and if this was a Beatle brainchild, another genius move. I'm sure it was. Getting eyeballs on the program. He even said, I'm, I want to do this because nobody else is going to be playing and everybody's going to be watching us. And then you get your players stoked to play a game that's going to be televised it gives them something to look forward to during spring ball. Yep. That stuff matters with 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Also saw that today, actually, the Big Ten announced that you can now start having attendance. At, so I don't I don't know that there's going to be attendance at this game specifically. There's going to be there's going to be but in this. I was going to say there's going to be butts in the stands. Is one of the butts sitting across the table for me? My butt will not be in the stand for that one. Although, coincidentally, I'm not even making this up. When I was driving over here, I got my call from the ticket office, the Illinois ticket office. So obviously, I didn't have season tickets last year, but I had them the year before, but I donated them. Okay. So they called me on the way over here, and we're negotiating right now. I'm okay. like, I, I may get them, but only if you know it's full attendance, Man. no I gotta silliness. I got to make myself a note. I, I need to look into that myself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I really want to go to that Nebraska game. Sure. Because it's week zero, no other Big Ten teams are playing. I can just focus on that, not worry about missing any games. But then I'd probably just donate the rest of them. Okay. But anyway, that's a side note. Okay, Tom Allen at IU, Indiana University, has amended his contract with the university through 2027. 2027 at $4.9 million. Yeah. He deserved that. I Absolutely. I mean, he seems to be 100% bought into the program. Now you've got proof that the program is bought into him. You know, I wonder if programs have been calling him at this point. I guarantee his agent is telling Indiana University that that's the case. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. yes, I would think so. I would think he's getting some getting some calls. I'm surprised you haven't heard his name floated about. I think a little bit, you know, has to do with the persona. You know, it, it maybe is a persona that was wouldn't, quote unquote, fit in in every place. It's so probably true. Limit you a little bit. But I also think, like you said, I think he's he's 
He likes being at Indiana. I think so. Yeah. I think it's a good fit. I think it would have to be a huge opportunity for him to leave. Anyway, Brent McMurphy, we don't like to give him credit, but when credit is due, I'm going to give it to him. On the 12th of March, so this is going back a bit, reported that Nebraska was trying to get out of their September 18th game with Oklahoma University, only to find out six hours later, Bill Moose announces that they will be playing, and he kind of casually blamed COVID in some way. I don't even, I don't even, I, sorry, I didn't read it recently. I read it back then. So I don't remember his specific name. It was weird that he threw COVID in there at all. So this game was supposed to be, or is still supposed to be the 50th anniversary game of the 1971 quote unquote game of the century that Nebraska won. And we say quote unquote, because there's been a lot of game of the centuries. That's not a knock on the, that specific game of the century, but it was the first one that I think was really called that. Okay. Okay. I mean that I know of anyway, but okay. So do you want to go first on this one or me? You go. Okay. As an Illinois fan, I completely get this. I hate the fact that we are playing at Virginia this year. We should never be playing Power 5 teams and we, until we are a regular bowl game, like contender in the West every year. Then, okay, you want to go play Virginia, you go have your fun. Go out to Charlottesville and make it look like an inter-squad scrimmage with the same colors on both sides. We should be playing G5 teams and, and 1AA teams, FCS teams, Always outside of conference. So, look, Nebraska wants to get to a bowl game. I get that. But the thing is, here's the big difference. They're Nebraska, we're Illinois. Okay, all right. So if Illinois does that. Because as you were going through your reasons why, and I don't disagree with it, my guess, my sense is that Nebraska fans were cringing as they feel like they are getting put in the same I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. But here's the thing. If Illinois does it, nobody blinks. Nobody even thinks about it. But because the media loves to pile on Nebraska, this thing was escalating quickly there in those six hours. Um, It is my personal belief that this is opinion, right? Every podcast is going to have opinion shared. That's what this is. That's what I'm going to offer up here. I do not have a deep uh, secret look into either the Oklahoma or Nebraska program, so I, I can't say for sure on any of this. My sense is that Nebraska kicked the tires with Oklahoma to say we would like to reschedule this. Um, my sense is on why they would do that is because of the reasons you just laid out. They need to get a more guaranteed win on the schedule. My other sense is, is that Oklahoma said, no, you're not moving that game and purposely leaked this information out onto the internet because they are smart and savvy enough to know that the internet and the media would go nuts. I will say this too, on Nebraska, and then force their hand to continue that thought all the way through. The one thing I would say is this, somewhere around 90% of Nebraska fans that I talked to or that were on Twitter 100% 100% wanted the game to be played and were upset in the first that was place my consensus that this was too. even, even yep. put out there at all. This is my observation. But, okay, but let me let me counter what you said about Oklahoma leaking it. What if Nebraska leaked it just to see how much blowback there was going to be if they did cancel? It's an interesting take. Never thought about that. That was, that was actually my first thought. <clears throat> um, you know, I get DMs from our listeners and Nebraska fans, which I very much appreciate. Um there, there were, there was comments. There was chatter that uh, this was actually a riff between uh, Scott Frost and Bill Moose behind the scenes. That that, mm. that they weren't on the same page with it. Okay. Um, to, but can I say this? And I, you know, I, I always feel like I have to pre-qualify it that I am an Iowa fan, and 
maybe I cannot just I can't take certain biases out of my head. I mean, we've never we've never run away from the fact that we are biased. We sure. try to take pride in it instead of acting like we're not biased. So anyways, um, Nebraska, can you just not make waves? for a while like go go tr- give it you know. give it a three-month run without like just see 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 how it goes you might like it if you're literally out of the news for a while it is yes it is interesting how they are in the news but i i, I think mostly that is because the national media just loves piling on them and i'm not even sure the genesis of that i would love to hear a nebraska fan talk about that. i i don't i am not disagreeing with that at all. I also think there's a sense of Nebraska fans love throwing the rock at, at, well, at the, at the Hornets nest. There's that they do like kicking the Hornets nest for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Poking I the think, bear. I think two things are at once. <laughs> That's probably true. Ironically, we, we might meander our way into more Nebraska fan talk as we go through the next topic. If you're ready to talk a little basketball basketball. Yes. Right. But, That's I mean, what we do here. This ain't going to be in depth for my end. I'll tell you that much, but it's interesting <laughs> because there have been a number of of people that have hit us up on Twitter and text and stuff like that and DM that have said to me, like, have you guys ever thought about breaking down basketball and talking about basketball? And I've always replied to the same thing, like, you you don't want me talking no. about basketball. So that's just that's just not gonna be a, the case. But there is there is a fandom level of me following the sport that I can talk about, and that's basically how deep we're gonna go here, I think. Yeah. Um Side note: Before we even get into that, the Iowa Hawkeyes won the national championship in wrestling. So, I since did we're going that. to talk about another sport, I at least got to throw that out. So, the um, Illini have the fourth-ranked golf team in the country, baby. <laughs> we should we picked the wrong uh, uh, podcast book. Okay, um, so I'm going to point to that. It was I'm going to point to on my chin where I took it. You took it on the chin. It was direct shot, just straight on, <clears throat> right there. Kind of knocked me out quick, and I was out. That was where I took it on the chin. Where'd you take it on the chin when your team lost? It wasn't on the chin. It was in the nuts. When <laughs> that's where I took it. Um, I I was. <sighs> for those that don't know, Illinois was a number one seed, the third overall seed, and Iowa was the number two seed. I believe the seven overall seed, yeah. and they did not make it out of round or out of uh, round the two. first weekend. Yeah, yeah they met, made it past the first round, but lost in the round of thirty-two. So Illinois lost to Loyola Chicago. A mid-major team. Um, I uh, here's what I can say about the game. Here's my breakdown of the game. Loyola was a better basketball team. Yes, that's my breakdown of that game. And and, and I, feel I like... said that, and Illini fans got so pissed at oh, me. Jeez, come on. I mean, I'm not saying that if they were in the Big Ten, they would have gone 16 and four or better. But what I'm saying is, whether it's a matchup thing or a scheme thing, they. When I'm watching it, I'm sure this isn't the case either. But I felt like if we played them ten times, we'd lose all ten t- times. I don't know about that, but. Definitely a high percentage. The exact same thing that you just said about uh, Loyal Chicago compared to Illinois is what I would say Oregon compared to Iowa. I mean, the second that game started, it was an extremely entertaining game. Odd as shit that it was on a Monday, middle of the day. That is just, we got to, let's not do that. I don't anymore. think that's a good idea. I know. I'm, I'm not sure why they did that. I still have, I've, I have asked that question to numerous people. I don't believe anybody yet has given me an answer on exactly why they felt that had to, I mean, obviously it has something to do with the uh, Rona, everybody being in Indianapolis stuff, but I don't know why, mm. I don't know what difference the scheduling would make as compared to Rona safety going Friday through Monday, as opposed to Saturday or Thursday through Sunday, like they, anyways, um, 
weird weird game to start the game off highly entertaining and then right at the end of the half Oregon pulls away and that was it the game was over um it's not the first time I've seen Iowa have struggles athletically match up to the team they're playing it happened versus Michigan and Illinois actually this year it is what it is I mean that's how it went down now um I had kind of said before that this might uh meander back into Nebraska fan talk so I guess maybe to a certain degree, I, I don't want to necessarily apologize, but at least point out that I was a dick on Twitter okay, <laughs> right after okay. the game uh, because there was it was weird. There was like three Nebraska, four Nebraska people that I saw tweeted that got into my timeline making fun of Iowa basketball. OK, and I'm gotcha. and I am pissed on how the game so they weren't tweeting at you they were just tweeting one was okay and then a couple that just showed up and it it, it's like now wait a second i can take it on the chin from random fan bases a couple people but but nebraska ball giving iowa basketball crap no you can't do that and on top of it the annoyance is that nebraska fans say we never even think about Iowa. we don't comment on Iowa. we don't care about iowa yet there you were a million miles away from ever making the tournament this year, commenting on Iowa. So that that annoyed me, but well, I at least want to I at least want to illustrate the fact that I was a douche and sometimes that well happens. okay in your defense, I, w- I was shocked. I just learned this. I had no idea that Nebraska has never won an NCAA basketball game. I I still can't believe that. That is shocking. Because me and yes. you talked about it like a, a, I, w- I don't know how it's more shocking now. Or back in the day, the point I'm trying to get is latch on to a freshman class, a nucleus of three dudes, right? And you ride those guys out until they're juniors. They're not good enough to go pro or over to Europe. But by the time they're juniors and seniors, they've played with each other. They're pretty talented. You win 19 games and you make the tournament, right? But but they but then you have to win a game, which they haven't done. So it's right. not making the tournament; it's winning a tournament game that they haven't done. I think. They've never made the tournament. Are you sure about that? 100%. That's, that can't be possible. I'm okay. You know what? Not 100%. We, we probably shouldn't, but that, okay, there's, hold my, on. there's my lack of basketball now. Well, right okay. There, but like, well, let's take a pause. Okay. We'll let's pause. look it up. Okay. We are back. You were correct. They okay. have. They, they have yet to win a game yeah, in yeah. the tournament, but they're, I, I will stand by the fact that their even their attendance in the NCAA tournament has been insanely low. Well, and you're talking about finding a nucleus of freshmen. What about just a guy that is a late bloomer? Every that program too. has one of those that uh, there's this guy that we recruited and nobody else wanted him and he just became a superstar. And they, I don't, I don't know their history. I'm not going to say that they haven't had that guy, but it was, it wasn't a guy that won him a, NCAA basketball. Yeah, it's shocking. Okay, that's way too much time on Nebraska ball right there. But um, so along the lines of me being a petulant child on Twitter for about an hour there um, after Iowa was getting torched by Oregon, something that I threw out there that I I don't think you say it because you you try to be a man and just not not say it. But I said it (laughs) anyways. But I it doesn't mean I'm incorrect. Oregon and Loyola Chicago were horribly seated. Oh, absolutely. How? Okay, so we have definitely learned that the Pac-12, we'll start with Oregon. The Pac-12 is much better basketball conference than any one of us gave credit to. No doubt. And the Big Ten is not as good as we thought. 
and the Big Twelve. And the they're Big getting 12. they're getting way too much. Uh, they're skirting through this. Baylor is the only team that's look that look good in the tournament. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and and obviously the Big Ten has has Michigan. Okay. Um. Anyways, the Pac-12 was was grossly underrated by everybody. They have obviously turned out to be a really good conference. Oregon won the regular season title in the Pac-12, and they were a seven seed. I know it. How does the winner of any major conference wind up as a seven seed? Like, usually the one and two seeds are like a battle between the five or six, you know, conference or regular season champions, uh, uh, you know, the ACC champ, the SEC champ. Well, and Loyola. So, So I understand maybe they're not a one or a two. But a seven? I know. Hey, Loyola was a Ken Palm number seven or eight in the country and number one in the country in Ken Palm defense. And, and, they, and the lowest, gave up the lowest scoring average of any team in the country. And they're an eight seed. That's insanity. So I never had, I never thought once the season really got going, okay, I, I had no inclination that. I was going to win a national championship. I just, the defense was, was not there. There was too, even too spotty a play on offense to a certain degree. It, it just wasn't going to happen. I did have hopes that they would get to a sweet 16 yeah. and flirt with like an elite eight ish final four type of deal. My thought process was maybe they lose a four point game to get to the final four. It would have stung. Don't get me wrong, but I would have been happy with that. The fact that they get kicked out, in the round of 32 by playing an Oregon team that I think could beat Gonzaga. I don't think it's crazy to think that could happen. I didn't watch a lot of the game, but I just, I noticed how athletic they were. And insanely athletic. Then you look at different parts and like Florida state is in a sweet 16. You can't tell me Florida state is a better basketball team than Iowa, Illinois. You can't, but they had a much easier path <laughs> to get yeah, to but the that, sweet 16. But that's the tournament. I mean, that's just, you okay. got to, you got to deal with it. Um, so for me, I'm really torn because I do feel like we lost to a better team. So should I, should I be upset at all? But at the same time, we're the number three overall seed. How can we possibly lose to a mid major? But I watched the game. They were better. Yep. There's no doubt. And it's, I appreciate your honesty. It's crazy to me that more of your brethren, Illinois, Illinois fans couldn't see that. I mean, they were arguing with me that, oh, it's not that we're, that they're better than us. We got dominated in every statistical category. There are fluky times where you could make that statement. That that was not a fluke. That was not, not in that game. We were absolutely helpless when we had the ball. And if they keep winning, I think even some of those Illinois fans will have to face the music that that was the case, that loyal Chicago was the better team. I mean, if they keep winning, it'll make it sting a little bit less, but to be honest with you, this was the most painful Illinois basketball loss for me personally, since the 1989 final four game against Michigan, against Michigan. I have to go back that far like 2005 in the national championship game, lose to a North Carolina team with that's filled with ineligible players, but they, they had something on their team that we couldn't, defend and that was Brian May or whatever his name was something May the big big center so and we got to the championship game how can I be really upset about that the fact that you get bounced as a one seed in the round of 32 that just hurts so bad it stings yeah and like when I was talking about the game with a couple Hawkeye fans afterwards I said you know again like what I just said I didn't I didn't have these thoughts that we were gonna make a run for the title 
but I was looking forward to looking forward to another weekend of basketball. That's exactly right. And it just gone. Then all of a sudden it's gone. And, 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 and by the way, and it's Monday. <laughs> I know. I know. Like... Well, you asked me before the tournament, you said, so what are your expectations for Illinois? Do you expect them to win the national championship? And I said, well, no, I don't expect them to do it. Well, do you expect a final four? No, I can't expect that because only 40% of the number one seeds even make a final four. So no, I don't expect it. Are we the hottest team in the country at that point? Yeah. So is it possible? Yeah. But I just, I guess I would have anything less than elite eight. I was going to be disappointed. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. And we didn't even make sweet 16. And I would say anything less than a sweet 16. I was going to be disappointed. Yeah. I would not have been disappointed if they lost the game to get into the lead eight. If they played well in said game. Right. I would, I would have walked away and said, Hey, that was a pretty good year. Yeah. But Iowa basketball needs to get over the Sweet 16 hump. The fact that they couldn't yeah. do that stung. So, well, I still look back and and I enjoy this. Like we got a Big Ten tournament championship out of it. You gotta you gotta enjoy those things when they absolutely. Happen. So I, I was enjoying it when it happened, and I'm still enjoying it. Um, but nice couple things. Um, I cheer for Big Ten teams in the tournament. Uh, there really isn't a Big Ten team <clears throat> basketball team that I dislike. I've had. I, I remember watching Illinois basketball back in the day and enjoy yeah. it. Michigan basketball back. Ohio State's had good teams. Oh, yeah. That's fun. I'll be honest. It's tough for me to cheer for Wisconsin, but basketball. Yeah, me too. Because of the style. And now that Davidson's gone, maybe that'll help my, my thought that process help quite a, a bit, little yeah. bit. But, okay, so that's one team that I kind of struggle with. I was cheering for Michigan to get into the Sweet 16 because, again, I there's no hatred I have for Michigan basketball. Um, it's been a pretty good story first year under Juwan Howard, and I did not want the conference to go over without getting a team in the Sweet 16. I mean, I wanted the conference to do well, but at the same time, I also wanted them to fall on their face to make me feel a little better about Illinois losing. Okay. Oh, well, we, it just turns out we were a crappy conference. It wasn't our fault. Uh, speaking of, we have got to change how this conference is roughed because that, to me, no doubt. It, it is, you know, again, I can't go too deep into this. My basketball knowledge will, you know, I'll get out in front of my ski tips way too quick. But the general thought process I have gleaned from more intelligent basketball minds for me is that the style of ref, that roughing that happens in the Big Ten, it's, it doesn't open up the game to shooters, quick passes, release, you know, quicker. I don't know if it's more NBA-like, but just more aesthetically pleasing to recruits as well. Yes. And then you get into the tourney, and that's typically how these games are refed, right. and it hurts. Absolutely. And that's been going on for decades. Yeah. Stupid. I, I don't know how you don't change that. Well, luckily, we got Kevin Warren in charge, so I'm sure it's something that he's going to jump on and champion very quickly. Nothing but faith in him to get that done. <laughs> uh, and then we've already kind of touched into this, but this now we can kind of you know, get foray into a little bit more football talk, or at least to a certain degree. Um, the college football playoff certainly gets, catches a lot of fire for how the winner or how the four teams are picked. It's caught it from the two guys on this podcast before. Um, whether we go to six or eight or, you know, pretty much everybody thinks it's inevitable. I think that we're going to go to eight. That's a whole nother topic. When we, the way we came up with a champion when it was Poles and Bulls had issues. The way we came up with a champion when we had the BCS for two teams had issues. Four right now has issues. Eight will have issues, of course. But just let me say, 64 or 72 or whatever the official number is. 68. 68 for, yeah. the, for the tournament. Mm-hmm. 
it's got its issues too. Man. Well, it's it's probably the worst way in the world to okay. determine a champion of 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 something. Don't okay, you think? so I mean, well, no, okay, it's the worst way in the world to determine who the best team is. Okay, that's it's a different thing. That's it's a different the thing. most entertaining. Yes, but it is very entertaining. But the worst way to do it. But then it also is that a general. Knowledge. I think, like, I do you think, think gen- that's yeah. generally and I mean, accepted I, by college basketball fans? I think so, and I think they would also admit that it marginalizes the regular season because that's not been saying for years. It's just not that important, right? Which is why I've always loved college football because the regular season is so important. Every single game, in the regular season, even the the non conference, you know, quote unquote preseason games are important. You got to win them if because you if you want to win national if you want to win national championship. Yep. I, I don't even know how anybody could put a plausible argument forward that that denies what you just said right there. I, I don't know either, but it's common knowledge right. to me for that. Okay, it, it, I'm talking specifically on the comparing regular season basketball to football. Um, with that being said, there is a little bit of charm in the fact that if you do lose a basketball game during the regular season, you should be able to get over it pretty quickly because it's just not the end of the world. So yeah. that there's kind of a a charm to that. But, but you're also looking at a different scale of games. You're looking at 12 games versus 30 games. Certainly, yeah. So that yeah, that comes into play. Um, certainly. And then on and then on top of that, the seating. Okay, I mean, again, like, I mean, I saw I saw Iowa fans replying back to me, which is fine. You know, I mean, that's what makes Twitter fun. And they're like, basically saying it doesn't matter, just win the games. And I'm like, let me get this straight. Seating doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it, once you pick the top sixty-eight teams, just throw them in a freaking hat. Gonzaga could play one of the game, the playing game. No, you don't make Gonzaga play one of the playing games right. because they have been awarded that for being the best team in the country during the regular season. So, so come at me with something different other than seeding doesn't matter because it obviously matters. Right. With that being said, I'm going to talk out of two sides of my mouth here. Once this tournament kicks off, sometimes you realize. We have no idea how good these teams are. Right, I, I mean, think that's. I what think ha- there seems to be a pretty big gap between the two, the top two teams in the country and the rest. Which, I think so. Which, by the way, sounds eerily familiar to college football right. over the past several years. I mean, what we're talking about is Gonzaga and Baylor seem to be the two best teams. Seem to be so far. So, with, so with that being said, um, once you because I'm going to talk out of two sides of my mouth here, okay? But once you get into the the tournament. There, there probably is teams at the top, but then it, it is helter skelter after that because you you get on the committee. No human beings on the planet. I don't care who's picking them. They, they don't. They don't really know who good how good these teams are. They they the difference between a four seed and a twelve seed. They, they don't know. No, there's I, no I, way to know. And I think it's such a small margin from four to twelve, isn't it? It it, it is, and yeah. that's what leads to. The pandemonia that's fun of the tournament. Yeah. yeah. But I feel there were so many upsets this year. I I feel like it's a law of diminishing returns with the upsets. Well, sure. I mean, it becomes less exciting as they keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. So yeah. you do agree with that? Oh, yeah. For I sure. also got drug on Twitter. No, I don't for want that. every game to be an upset. That's not fun. And then, no, it's not. And, and it's. It's novel, I will say that. Like, if this is because it's there's way more happening this year than has ever been. That's that's a, a statistical fact for underseeds um, um, getting in as far into the into the Sweet Sixteen. And then I it makes me feel dirty 
in that the same, you know, douches nationally that only want to talk about Kentucky and Duke and, you know, and Michigan State and the Blue Bloods and stuff like that. Um, am I kind of that way a little bit in that I want I want to see a, a higher percentage of what I've perceived to be the best teams of the year into the Sweet 16 Elite Eight Final Four? Well, and I just always, for me, it doesn't matter what sport it is, I want the best team to win the championship. Okay, I'm the same way. I don't. Or, I don't or, want some some wild card team that's had a crap season in the NFL barely squeak into the playoffs and then win the championship, even though the Packers did it once. And the Giants have done it. Too. And the Giants have done it. It feels cheap. Like I want the best team to win. I agree with that. I will say I think the NFL gets it the closest to determining your champion. They they seem to get. It does seem to work out. Most of the time, the they, they seem to get two of the top four teams into the Super Bowl every year, if that if that makes sense. Um, but I'm with you there. I, I think like the perfect mix for me for the final four would be the two top two teams, a team that got hot at the end of the year. Sure. And then you're more, you know, upsetty type of team. Uh, uh, when Loyola Chicago, they made the final. They four, made the final right? four. Yeah, that was fun to see Loyola it Chicago for the Gulf Coast. Right. I think they made the final four, I th- right? I think they did. Uh, George Mason back in the day made the final. I want one Virginia of those. Commonwealth. I want one of those yeah. in. But if it's three George Masons, no, that's not. <laughs> what are we doing here? I do, it doesn't. It doesn't seem no. right to me. Uh, one that I would point at is I don't know how far back this, but Arizona won the national championship. Dude, they were like a eight seed, seven seed, something. Well, like UConn that. were they a gosh ten yeah, even too? Yeah, eight or a ten. They like they were they just one got of the hot. worst teams in their conference, and then they yeah got hot at the right time. So, and I think the reason we get this in the NCAA tournament is because of you know go figure recruiting and talent levels, because obviously the two are are linked. The, okay, there are only so many five star football recruits in the country every year, right? Yeah. Finite amount. 25, 30, somewhere okay. around there. Somewhere around there. They basically go to the same five schools. Of course okay? they do. Then, then we get into the, the four stars, okay? There are a lot of four stars. 300. That are out there, yep. okay? Obviously, Alabama and Ohio State and the like, they get four stars too. And they, yeah, they get, the Blue Bloods get most of the four stars. Four stars as well, okay. With that being said, there's a lot of four stars that are out there for the Iowa's and the, you know, Arizona States. And I'm just kind of randomly named. They get four stars. They do. Of course. As well, we're going to be talking about that soon, but we're still talking about the sheer number and the gap at the top. That's why you get the teams that typically recruit at the top. That's that stay at the top. Right. That's why we have no variety at, in the college football playoff. Right it's now. it's a it's no fun in that un, in that vernacular. No. But with basketball, the if you will, high level tr- Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, those guys that are that good, they go right to the NBA. That's or, true. So they never even land on a campus. But even a lot of those guys, like look at Cade Cunningham, best player in the country. And he was, you know, the top recruit in the country, went to Oklahoma State. He didn't go to Duke. He didn't go to Kentucky, which is... Because when you are... You, it, it, and you're it's starting like, to see more of that. You, you are seeing more of that um, because they they become their own program. They know that. These kids are smart enough to know that. They've been told this in AU for the longest time. If you're that good, 
you don't need as much help around you as you do on a football field to win a, to win a right. national championship. Well, one guy makes a much bigger difference on the basketball court. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. For sure. That that and the fact that a guy like that can go to Oklahoma State, along with the fact that if you have a, a bunch of teams left that essentially have a bunch of three and four star recruits, the difference between the talent at any given time on the basketball court between one team from the Big Ten that has a bunch of three and four star recruits and another team in a smaller league that has a bunch of three and four star recruits, it's just not that much different. No. And no. that's why you see so many upsets in the tournament. Right. And there's just so many. I mean, I guess there's a lot of choices for both. Well, okay. Here's, it's the sheer volume. I mean, there's only 131 football programs, right? 130, whatever. Yeah, 129, 130, somewhere. There's, there's there. like 400. Basketball. Yeah, 300 something. 330, I want to say. Okay. I think it's like 330. So just do the numbers right there. And I know football programs have more players, don't get me wrong, but like it's just so spread out between yeah. all these. Like you, you, like you never have a extremely talented basketball player that winds up at Abilene Christian or or whatever. They just, those those guys don't go to Troy for the most part. No, they to don't. Play. Like they but they could be anywhere on a basketball. There's court. another there's another five-star guy that I I can't remember where he went, but it was it was just like a mid-major program. He just Oh, I'm not going to go to Kentucky or Duke. I'm just going to not even didn't even go to a Power 5. Went to a mid-major. It's I'm I'm not okay. It's not coming to me in basketball. But, but it, you, very recently, like, but you never hear about that in football. It doesn't happen in football. It does never not happens. happen. No. Like, like those guys go to even if, even if one of those guys went to uh, Wisconsin, it'd be like, whoa, that guy could have literally went anywhere. He didn't go to Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Clemson. We, we may be talking about one of those shortly here. Well, is that as good? Uh, is that as good? Uh, one more thing. Okay. Yeah, one more thing before we move on. Is, is the talent in the Big Ten basketball conference versus – I watched no basketball outside of the Big Ten. I'm sorry. Just, I'm, not, I'm not interested in it. It's not Big Ten. I don't care. But I watched a lot of Big Ten basketball. I was really shocked at some of the talent on some of these teams. Oregon was one of them. <laughs> uh, USC is yeah. another one. Yep. Florida State is another one. Wow. I, I, think, I think the Big Ten really needs to pick it up in the recruiting end for basketball. And I think that goes back to the style of play yes. and stuff that's going on. Um, We'll see if that ever happens. Probably not. But, okay. So does that put a bow on the I think basketball? So. But it does make a nice little bridge, right, for us to go from this podcast to the next, which will be exclusively your recruiting podcast that I just spot you. So we ready to go to that? We're ready to go. Ready okay. to go into it right now, baby. Well, but we have to put a bow on this one, right? So Yes, we do. I am Jeffrey Degree. I'm Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We will talk to you very soon. Thank you.